Hey yo, welcome to Kiki's Corner, where biblical principles meet culture. Hello everyone, my name is Kiki Francois. I am your host. This is my corner of the world where I get the opportunity to be holy as Christ has called me to be holy and cultivate a space for others to join in. I am a writer, poet, rhetorician, disciple, and theo-activist. I am a Christ follower and welcome to episode four of Kiki's Corner where biblical principles meet culture. And the name of today's episode is Imposter Syndrome. What is imposter syndrome? To be honest, y'all, I really didn't even know what imposter syndrome was um, until I uh, went on Google, did a little search, also just did a little digging, did a little, you know, speaking with my peers and understanding what it is. Um, And honestly, like I've had feelings of imposter syndrome and also thoughts of imposter syndrome as well. Um, Or I've had, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've experienced imposter syndrome in my life. So what is imposter syndrome? Well, it's this. It's a psychological phenomenon that reflects a belief that you're an inadequate and incompetent failure despite evidence that indicates you're skilled and quite successful. And I think we see uh, imposter syndrome in undergrad and grad students, also in the corporate world and church spaces and amongst those who start new jobs. And I want to offer some biblical knowledge on how we fight fight these thoughts, doubts, and ways of life. So like I said, imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to internalize their accomplishments. It's a fear of being exposed as a fraud. Like you're saying, how did I get here? I don't belong here. I don't know anything. Honey child, boo-boo, the person on the other side probably don't know anything as well. You belong where you are. Anyways, we'll get into that. Um, So let's get into the historical background. Um, Imposter syndrome, like I said, is a psychological term referring to a pattern of behavior where people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent, often internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. It's not an actual disorder, but the term was coined by clinical psychologists Pauline Clance and Suzanne Emise in 1978. And when they found, and what when they found that despite having adequate external evidence of accomplishments, people with imposter syndrome remain convinced that they don't deserve the success they have. Um, Imposter syndrome is not on the uh, DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, um, but what happens with imposter syndrome, if someone's experiencing it, um, they kind of can feel anxiety or depression. Like they feel like, man, I'm not enough or man, I'm going to be exposed. So it's kind of, um, on the spectrum, it's, it's, it's one or the other. Like, I feel like I'm about to be exposed. And when they find, find out I'm going to get fired or I'm going to lose my scholarship or I'm going to um, be kicked out the friend group or, or just, just something irrational. But also you're like, man, I really can't do this, even though you're producing, even though you are providing, even though, um, you know, there's clear evidence in the, the, the physical, the site, there's clear evidence that you are accomplishing things, but you don't feel internally like worthy. Um, and so that's kind of the two um, kind of disorders anxiety and depression can attach to imposter syndrome. Um, but imposter syndrome is not on the DSM. Um, 
And imposter syndrome is common amongst minorities and women when uh, mainly because they're told that they're not enough or they don't belong or that they're a quota or that they're a token or, you know, they're just a space filler. Um, so someone won't get sued or fined. Um, and so that's kind of the, the, ma the main um, demographics that it affects. But imposter syndrome does transcend race, class, um, gender. So just, just to be clear, it affects minorities and women the most, but it does transcend um, those particular layers. Uh, so how does the world view imposter syndrome? What do they say? Um, and I kind of use this as like man's word. Uh, so I was watching, I actually wanted to do this episode. I should explain this in the beginning. Um, but I actually wanted to do this episode because I was watching a video of Michelle Obama and Julia Roberts. They were speaking um, about imposter syndrome and Michelle Obama, particularly, she speaks about imposter syndrome a lot um, in her book, Becoming, um, which is still on my reading list. Y'all don't don't throw arrows. I'm, I'm getting to it. Grad school is a lot. Um, <laughs> but um, so they were talking about it. And, you know, Michelle Obama was really just being encouraging to the young ladies who were in the room at the time at the summit that she was speaking at with Julia Roberts. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to kind of do an episode on imposter syndrome and kind of say, okay, well, what does the Bible have to say about imposter syndrome? But going back to what the world has to say, the world has to say, you know, self-talk and believe in yourself and remember who you are. And I agree, like those are like practical tools. Um, self-talk is super important. Um, and I don't think that this is a compare and contrast of what the world does and what the Bible says, but I think that the world has some tools um, that are super helpful um, when dealing with imposter syndrome. Um, but also it can get a little dangerous. And let me be clear about that. Um, when someone's saying, hey, believe in yourself, like, yes, that is very true. But remember, you can't know yourself if you don't know Jesus and you don't know God. And that's that's going to, I'm going to get into another layer of that um, uh, later on in the show. But um, so, you know, the world kind of tells you, Believe in yourself, self-talk, or write down your accomplishments. And I agree wholeheartedly with those things. But remember, um, your identity and your self-worth um, comes from a source. And I kind of want to make a little uh, um, a turn here, a pivot here in the show really quickly, because I want to talk to leaders, um, which if you're under the sound of my voice, like I always say, um, you're going to be a leader some way, somehow. A leader is honestly a servant, uh, a person who serves people because they manage and they serve and they're responsible for certain people. Um, but if you are in a position of power, whether it's a gu guidance counselor, a leader, partners at a firm, shift leaders, whatever it is, um, please check your ego at the door because leadership is service. Um, you are serving a greater good and people look to you whether you know it or not. And you have to know your self-worth and check your imposter syndrome because you were hired for a reason. There was a lot of vetting that took place and God would not allow you to be somewhere that you can't sustain. And if you are in that place anyway, you won't be able to maintain. Um, he wouldn't give you more than you can bear. And remember that uh, everything that you do and say and you're being like watched. So that trickles down to everyone that you lead. Not saying that you have to be, you know, perfect patty, but I'm saying that, you know, it's super important that you're encouraging the people around you and that you're empowering them and not using that power to abuse it, but you're using that power to um, uplift others and those around you and those who you lead. Um, and because you're making more, you're making leaders as you lead, you're making leaders and you're following, you know, so it's, 
it's a good thing and you grow iron sharpens iron. Um, and so that's a little side note just for people in power, because I was watching a Kobe Bryant um, interview and he said, you know, his guidance counselor told him he'll never be in the NBA. And that kind of gave him fuel, right? That gave him fuel to kind of eat off of. But imagine if Kobe wasn't strong willed or didn't have a strong mental mind, um, he probably would have doubted himself and say, you know what, maybe I don't belong on this team. Maybe I won't go to the NBA. Maybe, you know, and, and your words are so important. Y'all words are so important. I cannot stress that enough. Um, and so please like you can use words to uplift people or you can use words to tear people down. James talks about words and the power of the tongue and, and taming the tongue. Um, so yes, that is important. Um, so like I said, imposter syndrome transcends race, class, and gender. Um, and you know, the world will tell you you believe in yourself and self-talk and all those things are great. Um, and they, they're helpful. But what does the Bible have to say about imp imposter syndrome? Let, let's get this out the way. Let's make a blanket statement for everyone under the sound of my voice. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, you need to tell yourself that you're good enough because of the work of Christ. Um, and so I kind of want to give you all two biblical or well, three biblical principles to kind of help you um, deal with imposter syndrome when you doubting yourself and you feel like you're not enough and you can't really accept your accomplishments and the things that you've done. Three things, identity, memory, and gifts. So I am G, okay? Identity in Christ. You all have to remember that you are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Um, your worth comes from Christ and you have to kind of mute what others are saying about you. Um, if they're talking down at you, if they're being negative, you got to mute that out. You got to say, nope, that's not me. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like that's, that's actually a tool that I, <laughs> I use a lot when someone, you know, has something to say or they make a joke or different things. I'm like, nope, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I know who I am. I know who I am more than a conqueror than, um, through Jesus Christ. And so I have to remind myself constantly that also first Peter two, nine says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Check that out. Royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, uh, so that you can declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God has called you into the light. God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. So you may be set free so that you are able to be reconciled to, to him. That you have an identity. You are also created in the image of God. That is so important to know about your identity. You're chosen. Let me, let me restart that. You're created. You're chosen. And then you're loved. So it's like come on, like that identity, no one can take that away from you. I don't care what job you have. I don't care how many degrees you got. That identity ain't going nowhere. Um, also, uh, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that is such a true statement. Um, you know, that identity is in Christ. And that Oh, y'all that is it, it's 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 an amazing thing to think about um also ephesians 2 10 says this for we are god's masterpiece created to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do okay here we go so 
when you own that job, when you in that classroom, when you, um, you know what I'm saying, at that powerful table making decisions um, that affects other people, remember this. God prepared in advance for us to do good works. Check that out. He prepared. He prepared that from the beginning of time. He predestined you from the beginning of time to do good work. So as you're getting these things done, accept it. Accept it and, and, and accept that God has prepared that for you. Okay? That is so important to say, I am where I'm supposed to be because God prepared this for me. God goes before me. Come on. God goes before me. He, he clears the room. He sets it up. You know what I'm saying? He breaks it down. and He walks you in, holding your right hand. And so please, please remember that. Remember that you are a masterpiece. That identity portion is going to be so important for your growth, success, and just the way that you live and say, like, no, I'm not an imposter. I belong here. This is this was already planned. <laughs> this was this was this was done. This was in the books. Okay. Check it. Um, so please remember that. Ephesians 2:10. Um, so the la- uh the second to uh, biblical principle is memory. Psalm 77, 11 through 14 says this, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. Um, and Psalm 91, one says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Now, y'all, memory is so important. So you have identity. You know that you have your identity in Christ. Now it's memory. Now you have to remember that identity so that when you feel like a fraud or you feel like a fake or you feel like you're not doing enough or you can't accept those things that God has prepared for you in advance to do, you need to remember that it was God. Like it was God who did it. And he wants you to have those things. He wants you to have joy. Um, he wants you to be proud of yourself because he's proud of you. And that's not proud in a pride way, but proud in a God way of like, yes, that's my masterpiece. That's my handiwork. I fearfully and wonderfully made that. Yes, I'm going to celebrate. So you should too. You are where you're supposed to be. You're enough. You're worthy. And don't let any words, any fiery dots from the enemy, use the shield of faith to quench them. Don't let them get you down or doubt yourself. So, um, like I said, uh, memory is super important. And remember that um, all your deeds and and everything that God has put before you before the beginning of time, um, you know, God, God put those things before you to do. And remember that dependence on God doesn't nullify your ability, but it actually enhances it Um, through hard work and God's grace. So faith and works, uh, you know, you will be able to be situated in that certain area that you're in. Um, You know, you're at that powerful table because you belong there. It was not a handout or a draw or you didn't roll the dice. No, God and God didn't grant you a wish. God is not a genie. God is not a great grandfather. God is, is a father. And he he's. He, he's, he's amazing. And so um, you have to understand that God prepared it and he wants you to have it. So stop, celebrate, be free in that, be happy in that, be strong in that and know that you've done the work and that you've had the faith and it all comes together. Um, lastly, gifts. Don't bury or doubt your gifts. God knows what he is doing. He bestowed those gifts to you to use them. 
Don't bury them. Use them. Use them to help others. Use them to glorify God with. Use them to make a change and make a difference. Um, James 1.17 says, every good gift and every every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God ain't going to change on you. He gave you those gifts for a reason. He loves you for a reason. He prepared you before the beginning of time for a reason. He knew where you would be at this moment. He know where you're sitting and standing right now. And he loves you. He's the same. He is the same God. He's not going to change up on you. Um, he's not hiding anything from you and you don't have to doubt yourself um, you don't have to feel like people are gonna find out you're a fraud because you know what? They can touch you. You are concrete. You on this earth, baby. You know, like like they can touch you. They can see you. You're here. So live in that truth. Live in God's truth. Live in His will for your life. Um, so yeah, those are the three biblical principles I have for y'all: identity, memory, and gifts. We gonna pray. Um, I hope y'all enjoy this episode. Um, but yeah, remember that you're enough because of the work of Christ. Um, and also the work of God, um, and also the work that the Holy Spirit is continuing in you. So let's pray. Heavenly Fathers, we come to you, Lord Jesus. We just want to thank you. We adore you. We love you. We are nothing without you. Um, God, we confess of our sins and in, in of any way that we have not honored you. Um, Lord, uh, we want to thank you for being alive today, Lord, that we get a, another opportunity to glorify your kingdom. God, we just ask that you give us a self-confidence And Lord, remind us of our worth. Remind us that you're our father. Remind us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, um, Lord, so that we don't have to feel the effects of imposter syndrome and so that we don't have to experience it. But we know that we are in you and so that we are a new creation and we're loved and we're right where we're we're supposed to be. Um, God, we love you. we, uh, We honor you. And it is in your holy name, Lord, I pray and we pray. Amen. If you like what you heard, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kiki's Corner Podcast. That's Kiki's Corner with an S podcast. Check out my website, kikifrancois.com, for bookings, content, and past episodes from this show. I update the website weekly, and I'm constantly on Instagram. Y'all should just call me the late night preacher. Um, If you would like to be featured on this show, please DM me on my Instagram or email me at kikiscornerpodcast at gmail.com. That is all that I have for y'all. Y'all have a beautiful week. Peace.